We're going to start by Ezra Hashem. The sugya of Kedusha Zadibu was can kill series. We mentioned it in the beginning. We've been going leading up towards this. But this is definitely the crunch of the sugya. Ezra Hashem. And the reason for that is not because it's so homor, but it's also so dangerous. It's also something that unfortunately people don't realize the severity of. And what I'm going to do today before we get to the actual halachas, is discuss what it's all about. And obviously we are discussing the halacha, Shmiris Haloshan, or speaking Lashon Hora, how dangerous it is. And I'd like to spell out for you today an introduction, and then Be'ezah Hashem tomorrow, we'll try to go and do some of the halachas, to understand when is it Nutta, when is it Asa, when does it apply, when does it not apply, Be'ezah Hashem, we're not going to spend too long on the halachas, because we could spend a year on the halachas, but... <clears throat> as far as I remember, I think I did. I think it's on the app. Either it's on the app or it's on um, Spotify, one of these things. They have all the Shurim and Shemir Zaloshan that I gave in Yeshiva here, going through the Sefer Shemir Zaloshan. Okay. Says Tainika Chovetz Chaim. Bala Sefer, Machabah Sefer Shemir Zaloshan, in Chalet Base Peretes. He says, you know, isn't it unbelievable how people run around the world looking for scholars? I'm not going to mention names. People are running over there to go to this kiva. People go all the way over there to that kiva. People run to Gedolim, and they should, and they should continue doing so. But, says the Chavetz Chaim, what good are all of these brachas? What good are all of these scholars if a person speaks Lashon Hora, and he speaks Rechilas, and the Torah, says the Chavetz Chaim, tells us Mufurish and Devarim, Chav Zayin, Cursed is the one that strikes his fellow in private. And we will discuss what this ramification is. That Lashon Hora is basically striking your friend in private without even realizing it. It's unbelievable, Rabbi Said. The, the truth is, I'm going to mention like this. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, we all remember, a number of years ago, there was a very, very bad meat scandal in Monsey. Right, that caused tremendous, tremendous problems for people. People had to kasher their kalim. People had to kasher their ovens. People were doing tshuva for eating treif. It, it was terrible. It much affected hundreds, if not thousands, of people. Chasanas, Hashem Yirachim, Rabbi Say. Hashem Yirachim. You think of such a thing, and you think, wow, it's possible for one person to do such an avera that can cause hundreds, if not thousands, of people to be mirchol. It, it's incredible. You know, I want to say. That if a person speaks Lashon Hora, if a person has one conversation with his friend on the phone, on WhatsApp, with an email, in bed, in the room, stop schmoozing! One conversation, Rabbi Sai, can have more Averas than that person caused in the Munsi meat scandal. The Averas that you can do when you say one sentence of Lashon Hara against an entire community. <coughs> That's it, Rabbi Say. Every single person in that community might have been affected. And you're over in an Issa Daraisa, and we'll, then we'll go through the exact halachas of Lashon Hara, and you yourself were over on a bigger Avera than the guy in Monsi. And everybody looks at that guy and says, oh, I'm going to do such a thing. Little do we realize we're all guilty. Not Hassan Shalom us. People are guilty of worse Averas. Of an Avera that caused the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. We don't have a Beis Hamikdash. Look at the Tzoros in Klal Yisrael. Look what Klal Yisrael are going through. We don't have to look too far. We've said this many times. 
that people nebuch, who are having a hard time in life, whether they can't get married, they can't find a shidduch, and even when they do get married, they can't have children. You know what it means to be married and not have child? It's terribly difficult. And when you do have children, maybe they're not healthy. And if they're healthy, maybe they're not going to the Torah of a mitzvah. And maybe Parnassar is hard. I can't seem to make a Parnassar, it's so difficult. People have Torah's health issues. We don't have to look far, we can find people that had any of these issues, if not many of them. Why? Because we don't have a Beisamikdash. And here's the Aveira that not only caused the destruction of the Beisamikdash, but continues every single day to make sure that it doesn't come back. And we just keep on doing it. We keep on saying it. And it doesn't seem to affect us. It doesn't bother us. We have no problem speaking about somebody else. We have no problem putting somebody else down. Rabbi said this is going to be the worst of every Aveira. Right here. And we're going to be discussing it Be'ez Hashem in the next few days. Says the Chovetz Chaim, going back to what we said a moment ago, of people that go running around for brachas, and people go to Kvarim, and again it's a beautiful thing, and they should continue doing that. He wasn't putting it down. All the Chovetz Chaim is saying, if you take my advice, Chovetz Chaim, Rabbi said, if the Chovetz Chaim would walk in here right now, who wouldn't run to go and get a bracha? Who wouldn't have a problem waiting online for four and a half hours to get a one bracha, even if it's a bua, from the Heilige Chovetz Chaim? Everyone. No Shiloh in the world. Because the Chavetz Chaim, or the Chavetz Chaim himself said, if you take my advice, you, if you want good parnasa, you want children, shidduchim, you want every bracha in the world, so here we go, Rabbi said, it starts right here, right now. Learn Shemiris Haloshin, be careful what comes out of your mouth, be careful what you hear, and respect other people's feelings, because that's what Loshon Hara is all about. Says the Chavetz Chaim, that's better than every skula and bracha in the book. That's unbelievable. That's the Chavetz Chaim's own advice. Says the Chovetz Chaim in Shemir Saloshin again, Periches, Chelik Beis Periches, the Kama Yesh Nezoi Mechidze Shumakulal Abu Zeh Mechol Yisrael. It's the most cursed thing in Gans Kalal Yisrael. The Ashri Mi Shinizah Mechidze Shumavarim Mechol Yisrael B'Yaisa. You're blessed more than anyone else for a person that's careful in this. The Gemara in Avodah Zorah Yitzchak famously, famous Gemara in Avodah Zorah Yitzchak tells us Omer Alexandra. Man boyachaya, man boyachaya. Who wants life? Who wants life? We've got a magic potion to life. Everybody started crowding around. Everybody wants life, right? Give me a quick way. Come on, Rabbi. Give me a quick way to finish Shas. Give me that chip. Put it in the brain. I'm going to have a good night's sleep. I'm going to know Shas. So I don't want to work hard. So everybody came running over to Alexandria's the Gemara and Abedizari. Your test tells us we want life. What do we have to do? And he said to me, a person wants life. That's a big yisoid. Look at people's good. And be careful what you speak. Obviously talking about Lashon Hara. Asks the Chidor on this Gemara. What's the Pshat? That it says it twice. Who wants life? I'm sure everybody would also come running. Why did he say it twice? Why did the Gemara tell us that he said it twice? Says the Chidor, Gvaldige Pshat. Says the Chidon, and again, there's an Arichas on this, which we're not going to go through now. But the Chidon explains, because he was telling us, he was telling us a secret in his words. And that was, who wants Olam Hazeh, and who wants Olam Habba? There are two good lives, two good worlds that he was referring to. And that is this world and the next world. So not only explains the Chidon, 
The halachas of Shmiris Aloshin, Shmiris Aloshin are helping us in the next world. Oilema Ba, Oilema Emes, we'll get our schar, they're beautiful. We're building palaces. But more than that, you're going to have a good life in this world. You're going to be able to learn to look at somebody else and see the positive, not to see the negative. That's the whole Yisoyed of Loshnor, which we'll get to by Rav Pamzatzal. We'll talk about that. But the whole Yisoyed of Loshnor is looking at someone else in a negative light. But it goes further than that. You know why a person often speaks Loshnor? What is Loshnor? Loshnor again, in a nutshell. We'll discuss the halachas as we go. But the halacha basically means that I put somebody else down. I, put it, I, 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 you know, I speak about him in a negative, derogatory manner. Why do you do it? What's the real, what do you gain from it? You gain something from it? Chavot Chaim himself writes in the Sefer. Anyone that knows knows this. He says there's no taiva. There's no ta- intrinsic taiva for a person to speak. Ooh, I wake up in the morning. Ooh, I need to speak that Lashon Hara. Ah, gishmak! And maybe gishmak and hana in other areas. Oh, but Lashon Hara. I never met a guy, and the Chavot Chaim says this himself. I never met a guy that's, ooh, I can't wait to get to the mikvah and speak that Lashon Hara. This is gishmak! What's the pshat? So why do people do it? Because they want to raise themselves up. So when you put somebody else down, you go up. So it's a quick fix to make yourself better. Or you could work hard, and you can work on your midas, and you can become a better person. But that's hard. That takes a lot of work. And people don't like that, right? Because that's annoying. Because I have to work on myself, and that's hard. Right? It's hard to work on my midas. It's hard to work on my kinna. It's hard to work on my calves. It's hard. It's hard. Come on. I can't do these things. Let's just go. Quick. One, two, three. No, no. So Alphonse Kavitzchayim says, when you do it one, two, three, you put somebody else down, you become elevated. That's Lashon Hara. That, in a nutshell, is what's going on. I said to Chavitzchayim, in Shara's Chira, he explains that when a person speaks Lashon Hara, all types of Averis, of Ben Odom Lechaveiro, Anichal, come into it, and we'll see Be'ez Hashem, it leads from one to the other to the other. It's incredible. And the Chavetz Chaim says a Moshe that we said already in a different form. But the Chavetz Chaim says this in Shemir Salosh, and let's want to point these things out before we get to the halachas of what yes and what no. Let's understand why. What's this all about? Why is everyone going so crazy? Or maybe not. Chavetz Chaim in Shemir Salosh says, like this, he says there was a... Um, one of these peddlers that came around with Sforim. Right, didn't have Sforim stores in those days. So there used to be a guy with his wagon and his horse. And on the back of the wagon was a whole selection of beautiful Sforim. And you would go from city to city, from village to village, selling all these beautiful Sforim. People would buy them. They needed the Rashba. They needed a play Yeshua. They needed things. They bought it. Beautiful. And he sold, at one point, a beautiful leather shas. Gorgeous. Mumish gorgeous. There was a guy there who saw this leather shas. He fell in love with this leather shas. He figured out he, even his wife will be him because it matches the wallpaper. Baruch Hashem, he buys this leather shas. This is going to be the end to all of the issues. He's going to start dafiyomi. He's going to start the daf. He's going to learn it from his leather shas. He's so excited. He asks, how much is it? It's a fortune of money. He has the money. He pays the guy. He walks back beaming to his home. This leather shas. He walks into the house. All his kids are like, what have you got? What have you got? He opens up the box. Wow. Beautiful leather shas. In those days, can you, even in nowadays, a beautiful leather shas is nice. In those days, it was beautiful. Gorgeous. And he puts it, and he makes space in the swan shrink, takes out the swan, puts it in, it fits, beautiful, masala, everything, gorgeous, most like the mantelpiece of the whole swan shrink. He has this gorgeous leather shas. In a week, starting the new masechta, this is going to be gewaldic, I'm going to open up my new leather shas, the first day of the masechta. Ah, fresh, that leather smell, you crack it open, ah, gishmak. A week goes, he's anticipating that day, and he starts the new masechta, 
He takes out the leather-bound, beautiful almond, gives it a smell, ah, gishmak, ready to start the Torah. He opens it up, and it's empty. There's not a single word in the Sefer. Every page, every single page is empty. There's not a word, not a letter on it. Now, chutzpah, this guy jipped me. This way, I had to pay for this. Could you imagine what it was? Ah, we all think the same way. Baruch Hashem, we learn. We sit and we learn. Gemara, Mishnayis, Halacha, Chumish. Whatever we can. Nach, Medrash, whatever we can. We chaperain. And we hope and we assume that when we come to that next world after 120 years of living here, the Baruch will say, Ah, you remember that Kiddushin? You remember the Kiddush, the Kiddush of the Rashba that you were to? Beautiful. That Chumish. The Arachayim HaKadosh, the Ramban, the Mishnabura, Shulchan Aras, the Taz, the Kiva Eger, the Primagah. Ah, beautiful! It's all going to be there waiting for us. And we'll get there and it's going to be blank. Nothing left. Because of the words that came out of your mouth caused all the Torah to be forgotten, to be erased, to be gone. Rabbi Sai said the Chavetz Chaim. That's why we say the end of Shemana Esra, Alakai Netzuah Lashoni Meira. And then we say Psach Libi V'Sayrasecha. Says the Chavetz Chaim first and foremost. Daven to the Rabbi Nishalaylam. No Lashon Hara. No bad speech about somebody else. And then once you've done that, now you can ask the Torah. And that's exactly the Lashon of the Alakai Netzuah that we say. Unbelievable. Says the Chavetz Chaim again in the Hakdama. That the Bishamidush was destroyed, Sinaschinom Lashon Hara, and it continues on a daily basis. The Gemara tells us, Kol Yoyim V'Yoyim, every single day the Bishamidush is not being, is not being rebuilt. It's because of our very, that caused it to be destroyed, that we continue to be overrun, and continues to make sure that the Bishamidush is not here. And all the Tsarists and Klali saw that you look around, Rabbi Sai, it's because we, yes, we are guilty. Admit it, Rabbi Sai. Which person can stand up right now? Right now. And say, I am not guilty. I don't speak Russian horror. It's not Nagaya to me. And I don't believe there's a person in this room. And I don't believe there's a person that's listening to the Shurim can say that. Unfortunately, halavai, halavai, halavai. But maybe, maybe, maybe for the rest of today, and maybe even tomorrow, we'll be able to say that we actually stopped ourselves once, even once, from speaking a bit of Russian horror. We stopped ourselves. When it came to Chavetz Chaim, he said, Rabbi, give a share. It's so difficult. I prepare the shit. I come to the shit. And everybody comes there and falls asleep. <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? Stand for myself. I can learn myself. I don't need the shit. There's no godless in giving a shit when everyone's sitting and sleeping. Chavetz Chaim said, you have to understand. If there's one person who's there who would have spoken Lashon Hara and he's not because he's in a shit, it's worth it just for that. That shows us what it means to withhold yourself from just one moment of speaking like, something comes out of your mouth. You want to say something about him? Stop yourself. Even if it's for 10 seconds. Even if it's for 10 seconds. Stop yourself. Because you realize that what you're doing is destroying the world, restraining, preventing all the bracha from coming into your life, and preventing the Beis Amigdash from being rebuilt because of us. Moshe Rabbeinu and Parashat just last week looked around, as the Torah tells us, to see if anybody was there before he killed the Mitzri. And there was nobody there. And as Chazal tells us, Rashi, when he brings Medrash, the Torah tells us, Now I understand, says Rashi. Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to find Pshat. Why are Klal Yisrael in Egypt? 
Why are they in Saris? Why are they in Avodah Kosha? What's the Pshat that we are in this Matzav? Says Chazal. Moshe Rabbeinu said, now I understand. Because they're speaking Lashon Hara and Kozman, they're speaking Lashon Hara. It's causing terrible things on Klal Yisrael. All the Xeris. Everything bad, Rabbi says, because we are speaking Lashon Hara. Rabbi says, I'm sorry if I'm a bit harsh today. I know it's early in the morning, it's first thing in the morning. Oh, leave me alone. So I have to hear the first thing in the morning. Give me a nice kishmaki share about what brocha to say on pretzels, or if I'm allowed to squeeze cream on Shabbos. That's much easier to handle. But Rabbi said, I don't need you guys going to Shemayim after 120 years and saying, I didn't know. If somebody told me, I would have stopped. Ha, now you can't say that anymore. It's too late, guys. You're going to get up there and you're going to say, no, no. You were by the Sheh. Oh, and by the way, if you're not by the Sheh, then Hashem Yerachim, it's even worse. But if you were by the Sheh, then you know about it. And you know how serious this actually is, Rabbi Sai. So why aren't people more careful? Why aren't people more careful? Said the Chavetz Chaim, people just don't realize. They just don't understand the severity. They think that I'm not allowed to speak. Said the Chavetz Chaim, that's exactly what the Eitzhara does to you. He says, come on, Ruvain. You think you're going to be careful, Lashna? It's not happening. It's over. It's not happening. There's no way that you are going to stop speaking Lashon Hara. So you might as well say it. Because anyway, you're not going to be careful. Or he says it's too difficult. It's only talking about a lie. Not if it's true. One of the very first halachas of Chavetz Chaim and Yilin Shemesh Halachon talks about is telling you that big thing. Never... No, it's true. What do you mean? I didn't say anything that's a lie. A lie is even worse. Rechilas maybe. But Shemra. Or by saying something that's 100% true. As again, we'll get to the halachas. Talks about the Indian. Of even of the Lashon Hara. Dovid Amelach Rabbi said, "Tehinu Namadale Mir Shachovitz Chaim Oiv Yom Lirus Toiv." The Tzadik Shanchem Mirotz for Sechem Adam Mirah asked the Halakha Chovitz Chaim Shmir Saloshin Shavis Chira Parak Aleph says like this. He says there are Tariyak Mitzvahs, six hundred and thirteen Mitzvahs, and for every single one of these Mitzvahs, there is a guarantee for Chaim for life, Toiv for good. So why does Dovid Amelach, out of all of the Mitzvahs, pick this one? This is the Chovitz Chaim's Kasha. Why does David HaMelech in Tehillim pick the mitzvah, the halacha of Lashon That is the halacha of Chaim and Toiv. Says the Chavetz Chaim like this. In Torah there are two halakim. Chelik Aleph we know is Ben Adam Lamakim. Right? So it's a difference, two sides. And Chelik 2 is Ben Adam Lechaveir. David HaMelech is telling us it's not good enough just to keep Ben Adam Lamakim. Just to say Krishma. Just to do the mitzvah that on a gate to the Rabbi Shalom, eating matzah, shaking lulav, all of these things. In if a person wants to do it, the Eitzah is Lashon Hara. Why, says the Chavetz Chaim? Because if a person learns to guard his mouth, he learns to watch what the words that come out of his mouth, says the Chavetz Chaim, that is the key for all of an Adam Lechaveirai. Everything. Chavetz Chaim, Rabbi Sam, just according to the words of the Chavetz Chaim. Every single Indian of an Adam Lechaveirai rests in this Halacha. It all starts from here. And just like we have to keep Ben Adam Lemokim, we have to keep Shabbos Kodesh, we have to eat Matzah on Pesach, Dalad Minim for Sukkot, we're going to keep the Ben Adam Lemokim Chalokim, we have to keep the Ben Adam Lechaveiroi Mokim. And as the Chavetz Chaim explains, Pshat and Dovid HaMelech in Tehillim, is the Dovid HaMelech picked Lashon Hora, because that is the Halacha of Ben Adam Lechaveiroi. Says the Manishter of Shashiv Ezeich at Tzadik V'Kodesh Levocha, in the Sefer Yer of Adas and Parashat Shemini, he says, people don't miss the boat. They think, okay, so I learned the halachas. No, I'll open up the Yavzko Baruch Hashem. There's so many Sfarim out there on the halachas of, 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 of Lashon Hara. There's even a pocket halachas series on watching your tan. Baruch Hashem, I learned the halachas. No, I'll be okay. Says the Heidegger Manchester was Shiva Zatzal. 
That's not the echo. Of course you have to learn the halachas and you have to know them and learning the halachas brings a person to keeping them. There's no shayda. But what a person has to realize is that the echo is not to mitzar somebody else. Not to cause pain to somebody else. To give him the correct covet. As Chazal tell us, Our the Mishnah Perkiyavis, Gemilas Chasodim, says the Mishnah Rosh Hashiva, how can a person work on number three that the world stands on? Gemilas Chasodim, if you're not the taking what you say, in the words that come out of your mouth, and Rabbi said, let me just end it. The Gemara brings us simonim of a dog, that if he goes like with these simonim, he has to be killed. He must be killed. And we're going through very quickly because we are a little bit late now. Number one, his mouth is always open. Number two, there's saliva dripping from his teeth. Number three, his ear is drooping down. Number four, his tail is between his feet. And number five, he barks and there's no voice that comes out. Says the Heilige Chovetz Chaim. That's Lashon Hora. His mouth is always open. Because he's always ready to say something about somebody else. Saliva is dripping down. Right? He makes a mark wherever he goes. Right? He dirties partnerships and other things. He destroys marriages. All sorts of things. He is or drooping down. He's not just talking. He's always listening to find what he can find. Lashon his tail between his feet. He doesn't do anything about it, Bachal. And he barks and there's no voice. And he says, hey, I didn't do anything. What did I do? Rabbi said, I know personally. People in Shidduchim, especially older people, have had these phone calls and they told me there is no Shaila, that the reason that they are suffering and they're not getting a Shidduch is because some person who thinks he's innocent, who thinks he didn't do anything, spoke badly about me. And because then I can't get a Shidduch. But he said, I saw it firsthand. Someone spoke about me and since then I'm not able to get a Shidduch. You know what that means? The words can affect someone for a lifetime. You can destroy a marriage. You can destroy a person, a human being in Shama. You can destroy because of the words that come out of your mouth. The Aravi Nachal writes, Life is speech. We know that the Rabbi Nishan put in us, in Parashat Bajesh, Nishmas Chaim, Unklas tells us, that's what made us into a human being that separates us between us and an animal. Says the Aravi Nachal, he brings the Eilig of Shem Tov, that says, there's a meter on our words. How many words that we can speak? When you run out of words, you run out of life. And the Rabbani Shem then takes away your life. And therefore how careful, says the how a person has to be so careful that every word you say has to be measured, has to be thought about. Because that can actually destroy your life and it can destroy anyone else's as well. And Rabbi Sabeiz Hashem, tomorrow will continue a little bit more, but just to understand, just to give us a little bit of a taste into what we're going to be discussing the words that come out of our mouths can destroy families, lives, businesses. My boy said, today, Be'ez HaShem, let's be macabre on ourselves to be careful, to watch what we say, to measure what we say. And my boy said, the Be'ez HaShem, as the Chovetz Chaim writes, the Be'ez HaShem will give us so much siyata de Shemaya Bracha in our own lives. Have a wonderful day.